Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey, what are we doing for Transformation 2021? Now, this is what I'm doing. I'm not going to keep you all day, but I want you to get these powerful principles, okay? We are separating ourselves to seek God so that God can sharpen your life. You're getting your spiritual edge back. Write that down. Your spiritual edge gets dull because as you walk through life, we slip away from God. God never leaves you. You leave God. Now, let me show you what starts happening. Now, listen, man. I'm being serious now. And this is not about your church attendance and all that jazz. You know, but it's easy to get away from going to church. Okay, no show of hands. Don't. It's easy, isn't it? It's easy to get away from your Bible time. It's easy to get away from your prayer time. It's easy to slip away from the things of God. It's easy to slip away from all that. So what we do when we come to this season of life, we give God 21 days of separation. We really are mortifying ourselves to the earth, and we're allowing God to give us access spiritually to a refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And all that means is this, a fancy word to say this, drawing, you're going to draw near to God, and God's going to draw near to you. But God never left you. You wandered away from God. That's the only, God's like the pulpit. He stays there today. He's the same today and forever. But if I'm close to God, right, I, I'm, if, God but if God was the pulpit, you understand, this thing don't move. You go, oh, you know, I'm busy with my friends. I'm out over here. I got to work. Now you start losing consciousness. But you go, oh, wait, God. You draw back to God, your life's spiritually tight. You start wandering off with all these ding-dongs in life, and you're not paying attention, next thing you know, you're in a bad spot. Happens quick, happens easy. Tell the truth. But here's what I want you to know. What are we doing when we separate? We're getting close to God. We're, now, let me tell you, don't, look, don't wait for the feelings before you start doing the discipline. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You don't want to get up and run. You make yourself run. You, don't, you know what I'm saying? Come on, guys. Man, here I go. The feelings will catch up to the obedience. But you got to have discipline to set apart to go, hey, I'm going to get me some time with God today. And I, some of you, you want to know what the biggest problem is? You think there's some formula to spending time with God. Cut it out. Just go in there, man. Be real. We'll work on developing it. But go in there if you got to be like, God, you know what? Hey, communicate. Get in this thing. I got this scripture for you. I'm going to give it to you, right? I want you to see this. The message one I think I got, is that the Luke one is the first one? Go over there and see. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, then we find it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. But be on guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled. Write that down. Ain't that, see that? I got a sharp edge of expectation. Don't let it get dulled by what? Parties, drinking, and shopping. Come on, oh my God, I just got rebuked. Why do you have to put shopping in there? All you party drinking wackos need to stop. What's wrong with the shoppers? Come on, right, God? So what does he say? He's talking about, listen, calm down. All you partying people, relax. You know what I'm saying? It's the things of the world. The day he's coming when this thing's going to be messed up. Look what it says. Keep going. Look at this. I want you to see this, right? It's going to take you complete surprise, spring up suddenly like a trap. It's going to happen so quick. What he's saying is don't get so world conscious you ain't God conscious. Don't get so conscious of the world, you lose sight of God. Don't get so caught up with the natural affairs of the earth, you forget your spiritual position in heaven. 
I mean, he's just getting caught. Now, are you not conscious of God? You're only as conscious as God as you want to be. That's what you need to understand. Because God don't get a, hey, it's me, God. No, you got you to draw an eye to him. And then you become conscious of him. Amen? Now, don't beat yourself up. We do this. Now, I'm going to tell you what. We all do this. That's why we're going to say, we're going to take like Wednesday of every week and reset our relationship with God. I'm not even going to wait. Every Wednesday is reset day. I'm serious. I'm going to do Wednesday reset day. Then we'll come and we'll teach the word of God. Man, I'm on a series, man. This excellent stuff, you don't want to miss Wednesdays. You better go watch Wednesday because service, service is not just Sunday. Some of you need a commitment that 52 weeks I'm going to be in the building or I'm watching online and I'm going to watch Wednesday night. You got to grow. Man, this stuff on excellence, you'll be the best employee the earth's ever seen. I'm telling you right here now, this stuff on excellence will let you go to a level you could not go to. I'm talking about having an excellent relationship with God, but it'll, it'll rub off in your job. It'll rub off in your life. It's powerful. It's an invitation. Most people don't know that. Invitations, an ex- invitation comes. Excellence is an invitation given by another for you to be invited into, and you will either accept or reject it. You cannot get there on your own. I unlock the principles of it over these next couple Wednesdays that I'm telling you right now, no way in your life you're going to get it on your own. Somebody's got to invite you to come into a place where they see. Man, it'll mess you up. And then you know what God told me? Because I, I, got, I got quick on it because I'm smart, like to ask questions. I know me better than anybody. I'm like, well, God, if I am the limitation of where they can go in excellence, this ain't good enough. He said, no, they'll surpass you if they want. You got to give them the invitation to come in, but they might run stronger and longer in it. That's the gift. Man, you better catch that. See, that's the difference of understanding your spot in the earth. I'm a gift to you. And I can give you stuff from God because God, I don't even have it in my own life, but I can give it to you. Brother Hagin used to talk like this, used to make me think, what in the world is he talking about? Guys like Keith Moore came around and he said, oh, yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah, he goes, they got, my, they got gifts. They were mine and they got them now. I was like, what in the world is he talking about? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, you know, so-and-so had that intercession. He said, it used to be on me. Now that's on her. They got gifts. I never understood what he was talking about, but now I get it. You could su- you supersede it. comes from another, because you know why? I've been telling you this for decades. God will never give you anything from heaven till you could take it out of the hand of a man in the earth. You don't qualify for heaven yet until you can receive it in the earth. Mm, good stuff. Talk like that in the church, so they think, oh, you're trying to, no, I'm trying to get you somewhere. See what I'm saying? Get your spiritual edge. So put that stuff together. So what I got to do? We get dull. I was telling the guys in the morning, we had a shop teacher, right? I went to trade school. Can you believe it? <laughs> right next door to the Masons. The Mason teacher hated me, though. Oh, he didn't like me. All right? So I remember, I always remember, the Mason guy who's tough. We were, they were laying, we had a class. You know, you got to lay block, and you used to have to put the thing on the end and run the line. I had so many questions. He used to get so annoyed with me. So he's like, just go to the other class. So I go to carpentry, right? And I was telling Jerry, he loves this stuff. Man, I was like, when do we get the power tools? They're like, you ain't touching the power tool till you're a senior. I was like, this is going to be boring. And you know what he did? He said, get your tools and go in there. We had this, like, tool shed, and he said, I'm going to teach you how to sharpen your chisels. I said, what in the world? This is going to be boring. So stupid. We got to do this. And I'll never forget it. He brought out this stone, and he squirted oil on it, and he took this chisel, and he put this chisel just right, and he said, you make an eight. You flip it over, and you got to get it just right. And, man, that thing gets sharp, cut just like butter. 
One time I remember someone nicked it. He said, you got a burr on it. Everything you run that chisel through will leave a gouge in that thing until you fix it. And I started thinking about something. I said, you know what? Jesus is the rock. And you're going to get on that rock. But you need a little oil to work that rock just right to rub out some of them burrs we got on ourselves. Amen? You go push in that oil, put a little oil. I need the Holy Ghost. Give me a little oil because this process is painful. <laughs> this transformation is painful because I got ideas. I like, oh my God. How many of you want to put all your ideas on social media right about now? Come on, somebody. How many of you want to do some stuff? You got to just say, how many of you got some rough edges? You got to rub off. Amen. Let the word of the Lord wash you clean. Amen. Come on. This is what transformation all about. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Come on. You got to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought himself not to what? Not to be not equal, but equal with God. Why? He didn't think it was wrong. Why? He elevated his mentality to the place where God put him. Here's the problem, though. You're out there running around. You got your goofy friends, and you got life, and you got family. And next thing you know, you're getting contaminated by the world. And if you don't have a time to separate and set apart, you can get washed by the water of the word of God. Next thing you know, you're talking like them. You're looking like them. You're acting like them. You're speaking like them. You're thinking like them. You are becoming them. The earth conforms. If you don't come out of the earth, you become like it. There ain't no other way. This is a decompression chamber to church. There's an anointing in the building. There's an atmosphere that's got to get on you. Why? Because you had stinking thinking all week long. Got to get washed in this atmosphere. I got to separate and get with God. I Man, it's a, oh, you got to go spend time with God. God don't need you to spend time with him because he's going to accept you like that. Or No, God needs you to spend time with him so he can download some new DNA out of heaven into your spirit to make you make it through the earth. Come on, man. Get in there and get that word. Wash yourself with it. Amen. You know, I, saw, we were doing, I said, if you get stinking thinking, next thing you get is potty mouth. Your thinking gets wrong, and your mouth gets all messed up. Like, your mouth, are you talking about cursing? No, nah, I'm talking about you ain't speaking the blessing. You're speaking doubt and unbelief, all this junk's coming out your mouth, and you're like, why is that? Because you're hanging around with the wrong people. Come on. You got to get washed from that mentality. You got to clean it up. How do I do that? I got to separate. So everybody understand this? The natural world will leave you in a place that you don't want to get in if you stay in there too long. That's why you got to come out, and you got to get in the word place. Come on, you got to get in the right atmosphere. Come on. You come to church, I get in the right atmosphere. I watch online, I'm in the right atmosphere. I get in this word, I'm in the right atmosphere. I lift my hands in the house, glory be to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Are right? you praying in the Holy Ghost? I'm getting in the right atmosphere. you got to put yourself in that atmosphere, otherwise this world's going to conform you. Why are we? Why are we taking 21 days to seek God? To show you how good it is to be in the presence of the Lord. And you're giving God the first three weeks that's going to set your life. Let me tell you right here now. You give God the first month. I'm going to tell you what I do. You can do all do what you want to do. I give God the whole January. I give him one month out of the year. I try to shut it down as much as possible and seek in where. So that's why I'm prepped for the whole year. I just go in there and say, bump it. You know, if we're going to cut it back, let's cut it back. Let's go 31 days. Let's just do it. Try to desensitize myself as much as possible. How many of you feel mortification kicking in? You know what I'm saying? 
Man, I want to do that, can't do that, want to eat that, can't eat that, can't touch that. I'm dying. Mad at everything for a minute. Now I don't like raccoons and squirrels. I'm tired of nuts. Tired of this, tired of that. How many of you want some, some how many of you looking for a highlight? Mailman's like a highlight. Ooh, mail's here. <laughs> you didn't care nothing about that dude all year long. Now all of a sudden, one day, oh man, give me, God, do something. I understand, it's mortification. You're putting your flesh, you're telling your flesh no. You don't get what you want. You don't get, now you talk like this in church, you're like, oh, praise be to God, I think you're a little controlling. No, we ain't controlling, we're controlling it. See, most people in the church are controlled by flesh. You can't let your flesh control you. You're a spirit being. Remember last week? Let's not fulfill the desires of the flesh, but let us walk in the spirit. Come on, you got to walk in the spirit. This is, I tell you, 2021, you got to be a real Christian. You can't be a fake Christian and make it in 2021. Got one foot in, one foot out. I told him in the morning service, I said, you got to have faith to make it through sickness and disease. You had to have faith in 2020. I went to India that one year. They're talking about typhoid and malaria and all this other place. I went to Congo. You got to get shots to go in there. I had to get a shot to go in there. I get in there in one place. They're like, you know, malaria is running rampant here. I said, are you what? He said, yeah, typhoid and malaria. Bunch of them got it. I said, you kidding me? No. All of a sudden, I'm, I was there at this meeting, and I said, my God, you know what? I thought about it walking out. I said, I got to have faith for this. So I went in, and I said, God, believe God. I had to believe God not to get sick. I didn't get it. Did you get the shots? I didn't get the shots. I didn't even know I needed shots. I showed up. Will went with me. Me and Will went, and we, I don't know what we got going on over there. I don't, we went one place, and probably India was crazy whacked out. They're getting stuff, and like, you got to believe God. You never had to, be, how many times did you ever have to believe God overcome sickness and disease when you're living in America? Now you do. Takes a new faith to live in the earth. Now do the mask and do the stuff and keep the distance, wash your hands. I'm not saying that, but you still got to have faith not to get, I was there, I was doing the same thing out of the country. I didn't know I had to have faith for this stuff. I didn't even know it was around. Now you got to have faith for this here. I went to Congo, you got to have faith to get in and faith to get out. They're like, you might not get out. I was like, okay, here we go. I don't have to have faith to get in Daytona Beach and out of Daytona Beach. Now you do. Go someplace, you get quarantined, you got to stay two weeks. God, believe God. You're living in a whole new world. And people are like, I don't know what to do. You got time for you to start living by faith, Christian. You're starting to see stuff happen through the media. Well, you can't believe that. Who said I can't believe that? Believe what I want to believe when I want to believe it. Well, guess what? Y'all, you don't think it's, it's right here. Wake up. Come on, guys. You know what I'm saying. So what are you going to do? You're going to roll over? You're going to be like, oh, no, I'm afraid? Listen, you got to walk by faith, man. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You got to use practical sense, but you understand what I'm saying? Now, oh, hello. Let me let you know. All you people better wake up. You want to know what you're fighting? The devil. Sickness and disease came from hell. Jesus, okay, uh, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, went about doing good, and healed all those oppressed of the devil. What do you mean healed the oppressed of the devil? Obviously, sickness and disease is the devil's oppression. You think this virus came from heaven? Wake up. It came from the pit of hell. You got to have faith to stand against it. It's demonic. Oh, let's go in there and try to figure out where it came. Did it come from China? It came from hell. That's where it came from. And you got to do what you got to do naturally. But where do you think it came from? Also, Jesus came to redeem mankind from the sick. He redeemed you from the curse of the law, being made a curse for you. Curses everything that hanging on a tree. 
Stop walking around this earth thinking, it's natural. Ain't nothing natural. You fighting devils. You understand that? Everybody's like, oh, my God, is he talking about devils? Like, is one going to come popping through the wall? No. But you better start understanding where this stuff comes from. Poverty came from the devil. Sick came from the devil. Broken relationship came from the devil. Why? Your family being jacked up come from the devil. Your kid not serving God come from the devil. I told you 2021 is about you taking your dominion, taking your place in the kingdom of heaven, walking and prophesying and saying and seeing. How are you going to do that? You ain't spent no time with God. Got bare zero time with God, and you're gonna come out here, you're gonna stand against the enemy, the enemy's gonna flick you in the forehead and say, Shut up. You ain't got enough strength. You know what the Bible says? A strong man. He's a strong man in the earth, but when a stronger than him shows up, he gotta bow his knee. Oh, yeah, a little joker trying to push against you. You tell him, no, I got power over addiction. I got power over drugs. I got power over alcohol. I got power over that lifestyle. I got power over that stuff. I got victory. Look around like, oh, it's got me. You know, let me tell you, freedom is not waking up every day wanting to do something and fighting that all day long. That's not freedom. That's pseudo bondage. Freedom is I get up and it don't want me and I don't want it. That's what I'm talking about. Get free. I don't know what you're talking about. Those ideas in your head, we're going to get free from them. We're going to separate from the stuff that's holding you back. Because you want to stay in the presence of God. And you go, what? Just like that chisel. Get that off me, God. I'm staying in your presence till I come out. I'm staying in your presence till I got the strength to say I'm done. I'm staying in your presence till I'm loaded up, filled up. God, walk out. When I walk out the door with this on me, my God in heaven, the whole earth's going to know it. Kind of, you don't care about the earth. I'm going to win. That's what I'm saying. That's why you're taking this time. Got to get my edge back. You get dull a little bit. Come on, you got to get your edge back. Man, you know when you got the edge. You know what I'm saying? You know, how many you know when you got the edge? Come on, right? You there. You know you there. You got that bug eye look like, woo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your eyes get all big like, woo. I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know when you say, how many you know when you say something, you know, like, you say something, you say it, and you're like, that was good. But you know when you say it, say it, you're like, woo, that was really good. That was not me. There's somebody in me. How many have one of those moments when you say something, you're like, somebody's in me. That is not me. You know, you say it, and it ripples through the room, and they're like, whoa, bro, whoa. You didn't get loud. You just said something that had weight. That's from getting in his presence. You come out different, you stay in the presence of God. You know what I'm saying? That's why you're separating. You ain't separating. You just play games. Here, write this down. Sometimes, go, go to the Passion. Go to that 6 and 12 in the Passion. Here's a big one, too. Uh, yeah, you got that? You're doing great. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully receive what God has promised. You see that right there? So, yeah, because what? Because of their strong faith and patient endurance. Did you pull that in? Now go to the first part. I want them to see that one part. That's all we need. Don't allow your hearts. Beautiful. Don't allow your hearts to grow dull and lose your enthusiasm. Doesn't your heart grow dull sometimes and you lose your enthusiasm when these promises take too long? That's why you staying in the presence of God a little longer. That promise God gave me is getting a little dull. That promise God gave me, I'm lo- losing my little oomph for it. You know what I mean? First week, it was cute. You had all that joy. Ooh, yay. Ooh, praise the Lord. Ooh, they receive it with joy, but they can't hang on. Come on, right? You know, come on. You know what I'm saying? God spoke to you like, ooh, it's going to happen tomorrow. 30 years later, you still waiting. You duller than dull. You ain't got no praise in your mouth. You about to cuss in your mouth. You know what I mean? Like, 
Where is he coming? God, rah, rah, right? Come on, what do you say? Don't lose your enthusiasm. When you stay times in this transformation, you know what you do? You get excited about the promises again. Woo! You start dreaming again. Hey! You start getting excited again. Praise the Lord. You start getting pumped up about what God spoke to you 20 years ago. You start getting excited about the plan and the dream. and the pre- You reawaken dreams when you get in the presence of God. He took Joseph. He said, Joseph. Man, I got a word for you over there, too. He took Joseph, and he said that that promise made Joseph's character transform. Come on, somebody. Some of you have been in the promise transformation character part, but now you're getting ready to see that promise come to pass and live in proof and you're about ready to have that season of life and you're like whoo this has been grinding my character this has been messing me up but now i'm getting ready i'm gonna get this breakthrough i've been believing for. that's what it's waiting for breakthroughs waiting for you in god's presence but it's like well i want it well how bad you want it come on right here ha- fasting write this down did you get that one sometimes we grow dull waiting on god to change our circumstances that's why you gotta get separated you know what separated means consecration that's all con- consecration, fancy word for getting away with God. Yeah. When's the last time you got away with God? You know what I'm saying? When's the last time you got away with God? You like, took, took some time and said, God, I'm going to give you some time. This relationship needs to be a little bit. I don't care if you give me five or ten minutes, but give me some. Here's a big one. Fasting lets you lay aside weights and sin that stop you. That's Hebrews 12 and 1. Weights and sins are what? Things in the world trying to hold you back. You ever, you, ever try, you ever try to run with weights on? I did. I got the sandbag, right? So the sandbag's heavy. So they give, give me this sandbag to work out. Mike, you ever work out with one of those things? I got a sandbag. I only got play sand and put it in there. So I knew how much it weighed. So I go get this bag. I'm like, my God in heaven, just walking with that thing's a nightmare. So I got the sandbag. I, you grab it. You gr- hold on to it. And you walk with it. Man, you walk from here to that door, you're huffing and puffing. Because every time you breathe, it takes effort. Every time you walk, it takes effort. You got this sand, and it molds around your body. Things miserable. You know what I mean? And like, hold the sandbag. I'm like, this is a living nightmare. I don't want this sandbag. I mean, and I thought about it. It's a weight or a weight vest. It's weighted. Man, I can't do none of the stuff I do when I'm weight. Man, my performance is shot to half by the weight. So what do you think you're doing picking all this nonsense up? You think you're performing as a Christian? You ain't performing as no Christian. You weighed it down. You got a sin over here and, a, and a this over there, all this stuff. Trying to Look what it says in Hebrews 12 and 1. You know these scriptures. This is where you got to separate from. So wherefore, seeing we're compassed about this great cloud of wind, let us weigh aside every weight and sin, which what? Get you off course. You know what I'm saying? He said the little foxes mess up the whole vine. You know what that means? Man, what do I got to adjust in my life? Here, watch this. What do you got to adjust in your life? That. What do you got to stop doing in life, boys and girls? That. What mind adjustments you got to make? That. What people you got to cut? Where are you at? It's coming in the inside of you because that's where you're supposed to be led. What lifestyle change we got to make? I ain't no judge or juror. I ain't here judging nobody. But what kind of, these weights and sins are waiting. They ain't going nowhere. He said, you lay them aside. He said, you lay them aside. Put it down. You know what I love about that sandbag? Nothing. But when I put it down, I think heavy, man. As soon as I drop it, I throw it real rough, too. Bang! I hope it breaks. Sand go everywhere. Don't break yet. Right? Why? Because it's heavy. I don't like it. It's burdening me down. If you put it on your shoulders, it's a nightmare. You hold it over your head, it's a nightmare. You hold it like a baby. Oh, my God, you want to fall over. That's what he's saying. Weights and sins easily beset you. You know, it's like carrying all them groceries. Right? You ladies know what I'm talking about. Got all your hands on it. Got kids running. You're like, oh, my God. You can't perform like you did with all them groceries in your hand. You know what I'm talking about. 
You got to lay it aside. Jesus said, lay it aside. How are you going to know what to lay aside? You don't get in this transformation process. I'm preaching way better than your amen to me. You know I'm right. I got this friend, and she calls me up all the time. All she do is complain, and then I take, make her complaints, my complaint, and now I'm offended. I don't even know why I'm offended. Because you're a nitwit friend. Maybe you lay that aside. Man, you better pay attention to me. Who you hang out with is what you become. Well, I don't know that's just, I know God can work and thing and make it happen. Now, God ain't going to work in none of your mess. He said, you lay it aside. Yeah, everybody loves me right now. Pray for me. It helps you yield to the Holy Spirit. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Come on. It helps you yield to the Holy Spirit. Put that down. Write that down. You got to yield to the Lord. How am I going to know where to go? The Bible says, be led to the Lord. Be led to the Spirit. Oh, look at this. You want to see this? Look at it. You're going to, you need to see this because some of you are like, oh, God, help me, Pastor Chris. Ro- go to Romans 6.13, Amplified Bible. 6.13, Romans, Amplified. I'm going to read this to you. You're getting quiet in here. Somebody, don't get all quiet. You're thinking, that's why. Because you're like, oh, Pastor Chris, he just, I got to get rid of this. Yeah, but some of you better get out of that mess. Here, let me ask you a question. What do you think 2021 is going to look like? Every other year of your life because you're still the one making the decisions for your life. Make new decisions. I told you, your life is, let me tell you something. Your life is not what you believe. Your life's about who you believe. Whoever you believe is giving you the guidance to show you how to make it through life. Get new belief systems. Listen to somebody. I'm telling you right now. Do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members as faculties to sin and as instruments or tools of wickedness. But offer and yield yourselves to who? God. As though you have been raised from the dead to perpetual life and your bodily members and faculties to God, presenting them as what? In what? Implements of righteousness. You're an implement of righteousness. Then why in the world? Okay, so implements of righteousness means right standing with God. So where your life is not in right standing with God, you need to eradicate. Okay, here we go. What, now listen, what in your life right now is outside of right standing with God? That is what you need to remove from your life. You need to do it. That's good. So you go, what keeps me in right standing with God and what keeps me outside? So if it's outside of right standing with God, I'm getting rid of it. Why is that? Because guess what? Then it's not an implement of righteousness and it's going to help me go walk down a road of unrighteousness that I don't want to be on. Everybody's like, well, you know, Pastor Chris, that's hard. No, it's not hard. It's hard because you made it hard. God already told you no. Nobody likes no. You'll learn no. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? This is why we separate. Because listen, God's smart enough to know this. I'm going to tell you something right here now. God can't even change your life. It's your decision whether your life gets changed or not. God's going to come in and go, oh, do this. Move your hand. He said, no, I gave you choice. You choose me, you can do anything. You don't choose me, consequences are already here. God can only do what you give him access to. So why wouldn't you? Who loves you more than God? What do you think you're giving up? My God, what is wrong with us? What do you think you're giving up by following after God who put you in your mother's womb to make you come into the earth who's got everything planned for you? Are we gone? What time zone do we live in sometimes upstairs? Oh, God, why do you make me go through this? Because it's good for you. 
I'm trying to save you from misery. Why don't you just listen? Don't you think when you were like a little fetus, I had your whole life planned for you because I'm the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, and I've seen it all? Why don't you just trust me in the process and know that you'll come out right on time? Hello. Thank you very much. This is what I don't understand. And then we gotta, we're got we going to take it into our own hands. That's great. You're making a mess of this thing. Find out what God said and stick to it as close as you can. But if you don't have times to separate and you're not going to hear, and now you're autopilot making your own decisions, and how good is that going to work out? Get in the presence of God. Look what it said, right? He said, don't use this day as wrong instruments. Now, here's the thing. Some of you have been waiting for breakthrough. Breakthrough's on the way. This is the key with separating yourself. You separate. See, because I can run around the room and scream, but until you make decisions, you ain't going to scream. You lose the decisions. Let me tell you the greatest day of your life. The day you die. It's a continual process. But the day you die... Is the greatest day of your life. You want to know the second greatest day of your life? The day you start following instruction. Because the minute you start following instruction, you don't make any more decisions for your life. It's easy. It's autopilot. You'll become a person you never became on your own. I just follow instruction. Easy. Well, where do I find instruction? Well, from the word and people, right people. And, they, and that's how you get empowered. <laughs> and now you're a mess. Because what happens is this, and you ever this? You're a mess. Because here's what it is. I'm just a person looking for the next instruction. I don't really have to make decisions. Decisions have already been made for me. And then I just walk through life going, oh, oh, next instruction, next instruction, next instruction. What about that? Next instruction. Now you just walk around and say, hey, what bothers you? Nothing. Somebody asked me last week, does anything rattle you? No. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not going to let it. Why? Because God's going to work it out. What in the world would I start trusting my own abilities? Just trust him. Just trust him. He's got it all figured out. I'm telling you, get ready. It's going to be the best year of your life, some of you. It really is. Because we're going to put this stuff in different. It's got to work. Okay, look at this. You want to see something cool and I'll let you go? Hey, let me show you this thing that's cool. You're going to like this. Here's the key. Go to 2 Chronicles. You know how you all read that story about Jehoshaphat? Jehoshaphat went to the edge of the battle and shouted. 2 Chronicles. You know, we all read 2 Chronicles 20, 20. 2 Chronicles. Let's do it like that. We'll do it backwards just to help everybody, right? 2 Chronicles 20, 20. Jehoshaphat, well, he's the god of the breakthrough. He figures it out, right? 2 Chronicles 20, 20. You want to see it? 2 Chronicles 20. And he rose early in the morning. My God. Hmm. Right? Hallelujah. And he rose early in the morning. He went forward in the wilderness. Yes. Uh, he went to, I don't know, Tekoa, Tonka, Toledo. And they what? They, Jehoshaphat stood. Hear me, O Judah, and inhabit Judah. Believe in the Lord your God. You shall be established. Believe his prophecy. You shall prosper. Yes and amen. Right? He said, believe the prophet and you'll prosper. Right? Come on. He said, he said what? He said, he said, believe, believe, so shall ye be established. Believe in his prophet. He said, like, he said, believe in the Lord your God, you'll be established. He said, but you believe in the prophet, you're going to prosper. He's going to lead you out, right? So go to verse 2. That's the, that's the yay part, right? He got out of the battle, he yelled, shout, hallelujah. But here's the thing. Watch this. Here's the beginning of the process. There came to someone, to Jehoshaphat, say, Jehoshaphat, we got a problem. Every army this side east of the wall is coming to get you. 
And now all of a sudden, Jehoshaphat has a spiritual awakening called fear. <laughs> he was led to the Lord. And Jehoshaphat feared. Everybody say, Jehoshaphat feared. He's a real spiritual guy. Jehoshaphat's like, hey, I'm going to die. Time to get God. How many of you have been there? Remember how you used to be with God? God, if you get me out of this one, I promise I'll go to church. Come on, how many of you hang over people, right? Hanging on a bowl, right? Come on, church, don't lie, you drunkard. <laughs> God, I promise I'll never drink again. You just get me out. Y'all staying straight here in the church, too. You're lying real good. Get me out of this one more time. I promise I won't. You were hammered by noon. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you gotta love it. God, you get me out of this one, I'm going to church. God, you, I promise you, you get me out of this. You get me out of this, I promise I'll go to church. You didn't go to church, you liar. <laughs> Joseph was like, I'm scared. I got an idea. I think this can be going. What is it, Joseph? Let's everybody fast. Because I know we need to hear from God. And we need a breakthrough and we need a miracle. So you're separating yourself opens the door to the miraculous for happening in your life. But first it comes, watch this now. You want to know what the first thing the fast does? The separating, it lets you hear from heaven. That's what you're doing. You ain't, hurt, you ain't hurting yourself separating yourself. And I don't care. The food things, separate yourself from that stupid TV. Get off this phone. We live on these things. I want to give this time to God every day. Five minutes, that's all I need. Five minutes, 10 minutes. Five minutes, 10 minutes a day, praying in the spirit. Stuff like that. Little things. Read it. Get the devotional. I told, I told Miss Linda, I'm going to bring a case of those devotionals back. One page. Read the little thing. Boom. You'll be done in four minutes. Confession. Boom. Done. I'm going to put them on the app. We'll start putting it on the app. That's what we'll do. The Chris Starter Ministries app. Get it. I'll put it on there because we started with that app first. Go to Chris Starter Ministries. Go to app. Get the app. Get the thing. And we'll start downloading a devotional every day. I'll put a little reading thing in there. I'll put a little thing in there. I'll start helping you guys. Every day. Two minutes. Read the thing. It'll take you three minutes. Read it. Say it. Speak it. Thank you, Lord, that I have the power of the Lord in my life. Little confession, little make me I'll give you three things. I'll give you a read, a meditate. We'll design it. Or Miss Linda's helping me anyway. We'll give you a readable thing, a meditatable thing, and a confession thing. We'll go with three things right there. See, this is where I flow good. Just give me an inspiration. And that'd be it. You do one page, one page, boom, done. You be done, amen, you get going. And you pray a little bit in the car ride. You pray in the Holy Ghost. We still pray in the Holy Ghost around here. Yeah. Somebody like want to know, I don't know about no Holy Ghost. You stick around. Let's hang in. This team will get you all filled up. You ain't got no prayer life anyway if you ain't got no Holy Ghost. Right. You got three minutes, you know, like, oh, God, bless me, bless mom, dad. Uh, let everything go good at work. I need some help. I'm gonna fix the guy that's crazy at the office, and uh, I really don't like the guy in the Zoom. Let me really make it. Amen. You got the Holy Ghost. You'll be there all day. What is he doing? I'm stirring myself up, praying out mysteries, kingdom mysteries. See, he comes in. He likes it. He says, God loves you. God longs to be, God is jealous of your attention. You better, you better, I never said that day in my life. God is jealous for your attention. He wants you, to, it's like a woman. She wants you to pay attention to her. She don't care what's going on. She wants you to pay attention to her. That's the key. She wants to know you, she got your attention. She don't care about nothing. The world be flipping upside down. She knows she's got your attention. She knows things are right. Not same thing like God. God made man in the image of God. He made woman in the image of man. You figure it out. That's what he wants. She feels that. He feels that when you do that with God, all of us. 
He wants your attention. He's jealous for your attention. And we got our attention filled with all this other nonsense. You know, I just stay in it all day. God! <laughs> I'm goofy like that, too. Like, what are you doing? Like, he's up in heaven answering my goofy conversation. Driving a car. God, what are you doing today? <laughs> I'm goofy like this. I do it. What do you think I'm doing? I don't know. I'm just checking in. You know what he usually tells me then? What are you doing? Ah, jerking around. Trying to figure out these crazy people you got me hanging around. <laughs> really, I'm trying to figure out my wife. Can you help me? And we talk for four hours. <laughs> and the next day we pick right back up where we left off. <laughs> Come on, it's a joke. Maybe not really, that's not far away. It's really kind of close to the truth. <laughs> now, listen, I'm just like, God, how do I handle these teenagers? Oh my God. How do I do this? No, you just, you keep yourself conscious of heaven so you can navigate through the earth. See it? Okay, look right here. We got to go. Ready? Look, pull this up. She's, she's freaking out. And he claims this opportunity to see God. It's sec, sec, we're going to look at this. Let's look at 2 Chronicles 20. We'll speed it up a little bit because the process gets there. And let's look at verse, uh, and Joseph had feared, and, and he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all the land of Judah. And Judah gathered himself together to ask the Lord help. They need God's help. How many need God's help in areas of your life? Well, separate yourself and ask him. Now, listen to me. Now, I want to show you something here, and I'm done. Because I want you to get this. This is really important. Those mindsets, those, so the addiction, maybe you're fighting, it'll, it, God will give you the breakthrough. It's not an option. It's a guarantee. Anything connected to mindsets you have about yourself, Maybe you're going through depression. Maybe you're going through wrong ideas. I don't care what it is. Whatever you believe in God for, if you can separate yourself and give that thing to God, really give it to God, and seek God's face, he has to give you the breakthrough in that area. It's a biblical principle and promise from heaven. But what you need sometimes is you need, now watch this, you don't need deliverance as much as you need a word from the Lord because the deliverance is found in the word of the Lord. And you understand what I'm saying? He'll tell you, go to some place. Man, I got people in this building called ministries around the world, got a word from heaven, said, go there, showed up, and got free for the rest of their life. How do you do that? You get wisdom. You seek God about a matter, and then you go to God, and God will either give you the direction, the breakthrough, or take you to a man in the earth or a woman in the earth to get you your answer. Right. I'm telling you, listen to me. They separate themselves. They got all excited. And Judah what? They came and they talked all big and they got all excited about how good God, God's good, God's great. You know, you got to worship him. It's true. Watch this. And I love this. I watch this. And God, aren't you the God that did drive out the inhabitants, verse 7? Aren't you the God that was here for us? Aren't you the God in the sanctuary? Aren't you the God that overcomes good with evil for good? Aren't you the God that can do this thing? Aren't you God that can do it? Oh, God, will the I'll not judge them. Verse 12. For we have no might against this great army. We can't beat them. This thing's been beating me year after year after year. I got to get the victory. Here's you. Here's me. Look at what he said. And he said, this great company comes against me. Neither do I know what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. Did you see that? Verse 12. You need to read verse 12 slow. Go to verse 12. Come on, you with me. Oh, God. Will you judge them, my accusers? 
this thing coming against my mind, this thing coming against our marriage, this thing coming against our finances, whatever's coming against your body. For we have no might against this company. I can't beat this thing by myself. I need your help. Neither do I know what to do. But I'm going to tell you one thing. But our what? Keep going. Our eyes are upon you. I don't know what I'm fighting in the earth, but my eyes are staying on you. I know where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord. Come on, somebody. Your help comes from Jesus living on the inside of me. You know this. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. And all of Judah stood before the Lord with their children and their wives. And then Jezeel, the son, such as said this, the spirit of the Lord is in the midst of the congregation. It came on him, the Holy Ghost. And he said these words, hearken, come on now, hearken. Watch it, he ain't got no direction. He said, hearken, you're going to get a word. You're going to get a word. I'll give you a word. Somewhere you're going to get a word. You're going to read the Bible, get a word. Somewhere going to preach a word. You're going to get a word. That word's going to get you out. That word's going to get you out. He gets a word. Here's what he said. He said, hearken unto me, all of Judah, and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and now King Jehoshaphat. Okay? I'm waiting for an answer. What do I do? Thus says the Lord your God, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason is great multitude, for the battle's not yours but the God's. Tomorrow you go down against them, and behold, they will come up against you from every area, from every wilderness. You shall not need to fight in this battle. We all love that part, right? We all read the back end, how to get to the front end. He went and separated himself and got with God, right? He said, you shall see the salvation of your Lord, O Judah, and Jerusalem. You'll see everything. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all the Judah inhabitants fell in before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites and the Kohatites and the Korahites stood up and praised God, and Israel did. And look at verse 20. Now we come back. And he rose up in the morning, and he went forth, and he said, he said, hear me, all you inhabitants of Jerusalem. You believe the Lord your God? Good. Now you believe what the prophet said, and we shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers to go down there, and they got the breakthrough of the century and overcame every battle. What am I trying to get you to see? You got to separate to get the word. But once you get the word, you got the direction. It might be one word from the word of God. It might be one word spoken. It might be whatever, whatever it's going to do. It's going to bring supernatural deliverance from your life, and it's going to bring you answers you don't have right now. You ain't separating yourself just to go play games. You separate yourself to go hear something from heaven. One word from God will change your life forever. Come on, stand up on your feet. You're doing it, amen? That's why you're taking this time to go separate. Did God say something yet? If he didn't say nothing, just keep coming. Did God just whisper? God might just whisper one thing. It's going to be all right. I've had God say one word. It's going to be all right. You don't even know why it's going to be right. You just know it's going to be all right. You just know it's going to be all right. You just know it's going to be okay. You ain't got no details. God don't give no details. He just tells you it's all right. It needs, you know why he tells you no details? Because it needs faith to get it to come to pass. If he, here's the problem with most of you. If you get me, you're looking for details. God ain't going to give you no details. He just wants faith because he needs you to be in a place of faith to receive. So if he gave you details, it wouldn't take faith. Oh, my God. Somebody should write that down. Did you get what I just said? Like, God, why don't you give me the details? Because the minute you get details, you don't have faith no more. God doesn't give you details because if you had details, you wouldn't need no faith to receive it. So God doesn't tell you really everything about it. He only tells you a little bit about it so you get faith to believe it. And then he what? He shows up with the details later. If you had the details, you wouldn't have no faith. And without no faith, God ain't pleasing. He ain't coming in it. And he ain't going to have no exchange. So you're like, give me the details. Give me the, you know, we want the deeds. Give me the deeds. Come on, God. Give me a little bit of help. God's like, no, just go. Where am I going? Just go. I ain't got no GPS. I don't even know where I'm going. Just go. Well, I got to go. When you get to where you need to turn, I'll tell you. I don't like this. It's uncomfortable. Well, it takes faith. 
If God told you, go up there, go left, go right, go right, go left, go right there, and you'll be there, you wouldn't need no faith to do it. You'd have the details. Everybody thinks the details, the lack of details are punishment. I got news for you. The lack of details are your promotion. You get better at faith. Why don't you be a person that walks out there with no details? Praise be to God, I'm just here. Where are we going? I don't know, and I don't care, and I didn't pack. I'm just ready to walk. Whoa, get out on the edge, man. Don't come back. Don't go back to normal. Normal's boring. Stay out there with God. Amen? Come on, lift your hands to heaven. It's going to be your word to hear. This is about you hearing. I don't know what you need to hear, but I know you're going to hear it. Why? Because we all prophesy. Glory to God. Father, I thank you that each and every person at the sound of my voice, you know what they need. You know what they need to hear. You know the season they need to hear it in. You know exactly what they're believing God for. You know the change and transformation that needs to take place. And I just thank you right now, Father, that no matter where it is right now, they're believing God. Hallelujah. They're believing God for change and transformation. I'm believing what them, that the change that they need. How many of you are sick in body right now? How many of you got sickness in your body right now? Wave at me. Who's got sick in, who's sick in body? Wave. You got an infirmity in your body? Wave. God's going to heal you. Okay, just believe God right now. Just believe God. God's going to heal you. Lumps, bumps, growths, they'll disappear. Sick, you can get all that. You get healed. Father, thank you for leading them, God, and helping them. Thank you for everybody watching. Thank you, Lord. I heard that word, speedy recovery. Speedy recovery. Speedy recovery is coming. Some of you are going to speedily recover from stuff. They say it was going to take time. You're not going to have to take that much time. You're going to recover in half the time. You're going to recover in half the time. You believe the Lord? Good. You'll be established. You believe the prophet? You'll prosper. I just gave you a word. You're going to recover half the time. Some of you are going to get the download of heaven. This word you've been waiting for, you're going to get the download of heaven in this season greater than any other season of your life. It's not an option. It's a guarantee. Father, right now, Speak to each and every one of them. Either tell them what they need to know or put them on the road to hear what they need to hear to find out what they want to know. Well, believe by faith and walk by faith, but you're getting ready to give them a word in this season that's going to bring an anointing to change their life. Some of them are going to step out and be delivered from what it is. Some of you right now, it's like you've had this thing on your back. It's like, it's like, it's on your, it's like, a, it's like you know, like we would call it like, there's like, it's like a monkey on your shoulder. You can't get it off. This thing just keeps coming back. It's harassing. I break that off you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. You're free right now from every addiction in the face of the earth right now. By faith. You understand me? By faith. You say, well, I still got a desire. If you don't yield to that desire, you'll never do it again another day in your life. Because every time you go to do it, just say, thank you, God, and you won't. God's getting ready to empower you to overcome addiction greater than ever before. Right now, some of you are getting delivered from stuff that's got you bound Right now, in Jesus' mighty name. Go! Right now, there's freedom in there. There's freedom in there right there. There's healing power in there right now. Healing power is coming to your body right now. Every infirmity has to go! Right now. Go! Right now, in Jesus' name. Leave them alone right now. Every mental barrier that's trying to hold them back, mental oppression, go! Right now. Go! Right now. Leave their body right now. Go! Spirit of grief, I break you off some of these people right now. Go! Right now. Jesus' name. You have peace and freedom. 
Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands to heaven. Just stretch for him. Stretch for him. Just tell him what you need right now. Tell him what you're believing God for. Tell him what this breakthrough. Come on, right now, you tell him. Your neighbor don't care. They're too busy thinking about themselves. Tell him right now. I'm believing God here. I'm believing God in the marriage. I'm believing God for the kids. I'm believing God in here. God, I need answers. God, I need delivery. Whatever you need, tell him right now. Tell him right now. You got to open heaven, man. Heaven's wide open. Heaven's wide open. Heaven's wide open. Heaven's wide open. Heaven's wide open right now. Come on, you're on the internet. Heaven's wide open right now. Right now, by faith, just tell them, just tell them, I'm coming after you for 21 days, God. Direction, decisions, whatever it is, whatever it is, tell them right now, 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 believe. And you're going to receive. Father, I thank you to each and every person that sound my voice. I think you're speaking their life. I thank you, God, they're going to leave this building right now today with an anointing to be appointed to hear. They're going to hear, they're going to see, they're going to get delivered in the area they need it, and they're most of all going to walk into breakthrough of every season of life they've been looking for. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said, amen. Come on, put your hands together. You did great. Glory to God. Amen. Listen, man, you're doing great. So now listen, 21 days, one more week. Next week we're come. We're going to bring our first fruit offering. You do it online, whatever, we're going to do that. But I want you this week, press in. Just give me a little, just give me a little time this week. I even know, man, I was got busy this week, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I got a time sensitivity this week. I want to get more time in. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.